to another edition of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. On today's episode, we are going to guess the meta score for Call of the Wild. We're going to give the Sonic the Hedgehog review. We're going to give you an update on Best of the Decade, and we're going to unveil our Jim Carrey top five favorite movies of his. As always, I am joined by my partner, Jacob. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm cold, but it's it's getting there. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. It's been a crazy uh, couple weeks for me. I was in Canada last week. Um, I'm back in Canada next week again. So it's been kind of crazy trying to write reviews, trying to do some stuff, trying to get some stuff together, trying to podcast. Between me not feeling good, you having school, it's been kind of hectic, kind of crazy, but I'm excited to kind of dive in and talk a little bit about movies tonight. Oh, yeah, I am too. Um, You know, for anyone who's listening, they don't know. Uh, I still am in school for one more semester, so if anything, if anything ever does have to get pushed back or anything, it's usually my fault. I'll take the blame for it. But uh, once this summer comes, I mean, Ricky and I were talking about it yesterday. We have so many, we have so many ideas and so many things we want to do um, come this summer and on with this podcast and with everything we're growing here. We are moving on to the Guess the Meta Score segment brought to you by NashvilleNoise.com, all genre music, entertainment, lifestyle, online publication, bringing you everything that's making noise in Nashville. Um, from time to time, we're going to switch it up. Sometimes we do the trailer reactions. Sometimes we're going to do the Guess the Meta Score. I think it's just a little fun way to spruce up a couple of these episodes. And obviously this weekend, the big massive movie coming out, or the lack thereof, uh, is Call of the Wild. It is starring Harrison Ford and a man dressed up as a dog, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I saw that video and I was a very disturbed, Jacob. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say the same thing exactly. Like, it's Harrison Ford and a man in a big black suit with balls all around it. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny because in one of my classes, we're having to give presentations on uh, older films, and one of the kids gave a presentation over Old Yeller, and it's, I mean, it's crazy to see how much we almost rely on CGI nowadays. Um, you know, when you look back in the 19, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, when they didn't have it and they had to use real animals, um, you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse we have that kind of technology, but it's just, it's used in such a weird spot here i i just i'm not completely sure how to feel about it yeah it is kind of it's super weird because it's like i mean who remembers the days of who let the dogs out you know what i mean like come on yeah. man like i mean it, know, it honestly it honestly looks worse and to tie it in with sonic it looks worse than sonic and <laughs> sonic sonic was redone and released and this is a film that had been in distribution for a while and still looks like awful CGI. Yeah, it's terrible. So on that note, let's go ahead and guess the meta score. What do you have it slotted for right now, Jacob? Um, I I'd say three. I'll say fifty-eight. Are you are you kidding me right now? I swear to God, that's the exact same number I have down on my iPod right now. I swear to God, that's not even me. Like, that is not even... 
out of a hundred numbers of all that you could have guessed, like you guessed fifty-eight. Like there's I'd... gonna be there's gonna be so many people listening. They're gonna shut it off after this, or crash <laughs> their cars, or do something, and they're gonna be like, "This podcast cheats." No. Right. So <laughs> I literally, <laughs> we are recording right now. It is eight oh seven. I am sending <laughs> I am sending Jacob right now a screenshot of my phone that was not touched since eight oh four, and it oh says the Metascore. I said fifty eight on it. That is hilarious. Like so Jay, funny. Jacob announced it. I just like sent it to your. I just sent it to your phone. I just sent it to your phone. Look at that right now. It, it says Metascore fifty eight. I swear to you, it is insane that that happened that way. So, folks, you can <laughs> – I love that. I love that so much. Um, that's, oh, that's so funny. That, that segment is over now. The segment is – that was just fantastic. I love it. What's even going to be better is when the final – I want to see what it's at right now. I'm going to go – I'm cheating. I'm going to go look and see what it's at right now just to see uh, what happens because that is – too perfect. I mean, it was just, it, it was, yeah, I don't even, uh, it, it's not even on Call of the Wild. Uh, call, my, oh my, no! What? It's 54. Oh, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> oh, that would have been so perfect. That is, that is so fantastic, though. That is just, guys, that was not planned, not one bit. All right, folks, now we are. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if, all, if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. We're going to transition and talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, there was a lot of backlash around the first trailer when it came out. Jacob, kick us off with some thoughts about the film as a collective whole. Um. Yeah, so my first thoughts of the movie... Uh, is it's great that they went back in and did, redid the CGI because I personally, for me, I actually had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, lot, I had a lot of enjoyment come out of this film, and I truly think that if it looked the way it did at the very beginning, it would probably play better off as a horror film. You know, um... I think you know the first the first kind of look at it was more along the lines of cats where this you know it was a fun it was a kid type movie um jim carrey was great uh i love jim carrey james marston was he was fine you know he didn't really detract from anything um ben schwartz as sonic was incredible it's much better than i thought it was and it was so funny because i went back and i started watching parks and rec today and uh, I was telling my friends who I saw the movie with, I was like, that's Sonic whenever John Ralphio came on the screen, um, which is just so insane to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't love it, but I loved it as much as I could for an origin video game movie. And if this is – if Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, and Sonic are any indication from where 
video game films are going, I think they're going in the right direction. Uh, yeah, there's one thing that you said that you're completely wrong about. Detective Pikachu was terrible, so I hope it's not going down that path. Oh, uh, I love Detective Pikachu. To be honest with you, that's one thing that I loved about this film that set it apart from Detective Pikachu, as Ryan Reynolds was a terrible Pikachu. Ben Schwartz was the perfect Sonic, and I just loved the way, loved his voice, he, the way he embodied the character, the comedic value that he brought to it. It felt raw and real, the opposite of what Ryan Reynolds, I thought, brought to the table for Detective Pikachu. So, for me, I agree with you 100%. Jim Carrey, it is nice to see him come back. I said last year was the year of Eddie Murphy, this year the year of comeback of Will Smith, and now we have the comeback of funny Jim Carrey. And I'm very happy about it because I felt like he kind of pulled from his cable guy, um, uh, he pulled from his cable guy character a little bit for this Dr. Robotic uh, character, which I thought it was hilarious. He was just... It was just funny. He he looked like, and the thing, same thing that I said about Will Smith, and the same thing I said about Eddie Murphy, that he looked like he was having fun again, and that's what you like to see from guys that are very good at their craft. Sometimes you see them in these roles, and it's like, did he just take that for the money, or did he just? Is he just like you see that a lot? Like you watch a Mr. Popper's Penguins or something like that. It, it, it is what it is type situation. But Jim Carrey looked like he had a fun. I thought Martin and um, and Schwartz's chemistry was fantastic. The fact that he kept on calling him the Donut Lord literally every time he said it, I couldn't help but like want to bust out laughing. Um, I had a lot of fun. I did, and I agree with you 100%. Look, it's not, it's not the perfect movie, okay? I don't understand the idea thinking of when you're watching Sonic, you are expecting the same thing when you sit down and watch a marriage story. You're not going to get those things. Hollywood has so many varieties of different movies. And the thing about it is, is when you're watching film, when I watch Marriage Story, I know I'm going to anticipate seeing some performances potentially worthy of Oscars. In Sonic, I know I'm going to sit down, eat some popcorn, and have a hell of a good time. There's a big difference. I'm not comparing the two, obviously, because they're two different sorts of films. But at the same time, I sat down, I watched this film, I saw it in 4DX, which, to be honest with you, it was one of my favorite 4DX experiences that I've had. About 80% of the film, you were moving... You didn't love Midway in 4DX? <laughs> the only thing that kept me awake during that film was the actual seats itself. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it was, is like, as you saw with the film, Jacob, like, every time Sonic moved, because, you, you know, he had the little, I don't know what they call it, the little speedy thing or whatever, whatever you used to do whenever you're playing the video games... And obviously growing up on, on playing Sega, playing Sonic, it, this was really cool as well. But every time he revved up, you know, you got that feel in your seat. So it, it felt an extra layer to it. So I'm very happy with how the film turned out. I, you, you could nitpick some things. I felt it was a little long. It, you know, it could have been cut a little, cut a little bit, cut a little bit better. But overall i had a lot of fun it was just like a roller coaster ride for two straight hours and i was totally down with it jacob yeah see my my biggest problem is the pacing and i i agree with you i do think it was a lot like a roller coaster ride but it was one of those roller coasters where you know you start and you swing up 
and then you have the big drop and you go for you know a minute or two and then you go back up again and then it stops and you kind of just slow yourself to the edge and then you drop again um because for me my biggest problem with the film came with the pacing during the second act because the first the beginning of it um it started a little slow and then it started to pick up and then right in the middle of the second act it just like flashed and they were already in uh san francisco and so there was just for me it became a little too abrupt um getting at the end of the second act towards the third act where they were just kind of jumping all over the place and uh you know the whole thing with the coins i liked how they used the rings um but the whole thing i think the rings at the end might have been used in a kind of poor way to just like get people from point a to point b without them having to actually go to those places um but the biggest thing i kind of took one of the biggest things i took away from it is the first like 10 to 15 minutes of it when you see sonic like completely animated everything's animated i thought that was absolutely perfect and it made me not want him to get into a live action setting it made me want a complete animated sonic film and that's that's all i really want now is that whole the whole animation style you know baby sonic they kind of uh was it riding on the cartels of baby yoda and everything and all the babies whatever but baby sonic was adorable um but yeah man and it just started slowing down and then all of a sudden you're already where you're supposed to be that's one of the big things that pulled it for me um but when it, you get back to jim carrey i do completely agree i think um you know i've told ricky this i don't think jim carrey's style of humor translates to today's day and age um but i do think he picked like the parts of it that does and he really focused on those you know the one-liners um the quick you know the quick sight gags um those type things to where i mean he gave some of the funniest lines i've heard all year the uh the one line that killed me was when he told james marston he's like you know i was making formulas when you were spinning up formulas and James Marston goes, I was breastfed. And he just comes back <laughs> so quickly and says, way to rub it in my orphan face. I lost it. It was so funny. Um, you know, like you said, it's it's great to see him kind of have his comeback. Um, you know, Eddie Murphy last year had a, just a blast of a time. Will Smith had a blast of a time. And I, you know, I kind of think Will Smith might get back into the Oscar conversation with a movie he's got later this year, but we can talk about that another time. Um, but yeah, Jim Carrey, it looks like he just had a blast, and I hope this kind of gears him towards getting more work, um, you know, being later in his career. Yeah, I agree 100%, uh, minus the whole fact that the translation doesn't come now, coming from a guy that hasn't even finished The Cable Guy, which is one of the greatest comedies that has ever existed in this world because it's so quirky off the wall and crazy it kind of offends me that you are even talking about jim carrey and comedy and not translating that is well it's just the whole that whole the whole physical humor style of the late 90s early 2000s doesn't really the kind of like grotesque 
physical type humor doesn't really translate to today's today you have to be smarter with it i think and he picked the smartest parts of his style and fleshed those out and that's what i you know really enjoyed about it well when you put it that way i agree yeah i mean you think if happy gilmore came out nowadays i don't think it works as well i mean you saw goon one worked but then goon two came out and nobody cared for it yeah, I agree 100%. So, Jacob, where did you fall in line with your uh, rating of the film? So this movie's hard. Um, you know, as Ricky said, it's really – you know, I don't sit down here thinking it's going to win 20 Oscars. I do think it deserves some recognition visual effects-wise just for how they did because I think if it had that last – version of sonic and didn't kind of put in the effort to make the new one this movie tanks like tanks hard um but for me towing that line i am going to finish with a 3.5 out of five um you know it's not it's not an oscar winner it's not you know this won't be the best of the year candidate but it's also won't be anywhere near the worst of the year um and it's just something fun it's something fun. You can go take your kids, um, just sit down with the family and have a nice good time. It, it's been a while since we've had like a truly honest family film, and I think this can be it. Yeah, I thought it was killer. Um, I liked it a whole lot. I was – I, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I was at three and a half, and I was at three and a half, and I kept on going at three and a half. And then you know, I said, you know what? I had a blast. Let's go forward. And I went forward. And you're right, it's probably not going to be one of the best films of the year. It could potentially be one of the best uh, comedic films of the year. I mean, we still have 10 months of the year left, so it's hard to say that. But right now, it's one of my favorites of the year. I think I have it slotted. Number three is is my third favorite film of the year right now. But for me, I gave it four out of five. I had a blast. I think everybody should go check this film out in theaters, A, just to support it, and B, just because it's a really good film. And this time of the year... We're struggling with films, so instead of going to see Call Into the Wild, Call the Wild, Wild Dog, or Fake Dog, whatever it's called with Harrison Ford, don't go see that film. Go support Sonic. Go see Sonic 2, 3, 4, 12 times because it's truly the best film that's come out in February. Time to transition into the best of decade. I am excited to hear the results. I, I've i tried to stay... I'm just kidding. We already know the results. The final two uh, movies were what, Jacob? Uh, you know, I, I think I tried to be a little too ambitious when I picked my movies. Um, but yeah, the final two movies are The Social Network versus Parasite. How, Parasite. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Social Network and Parasite. Hmm. Sounds like both of my films I picked. Okay, you can finish. What were the results? The results? Give me a second. <laughs> Didn't have them pulled up. So it's... Um, Why he's doing this, I do think it's funny. Like... Um, it, it had gotten to a point where we're like 30 minutes away from the votes being complete and Jacob tweets it out and I see it was 51 to 49 social network was beating uh, into this spider world and um, I was like oh my goodness it's like what is he doing is he like messaging is all of his I mean this thing got up to like almost 90 votes and I'm just like Holy cow! I need to send this to about a hundred people right now because this is this is getting way too close for my comfort. So then I turned around and sent it to a bunch of people. So yeah. Well, to be completely fair, it was already at seventy before I started sending it out. 
I did get 19 people did vote within like the last 30 minutes, but the social network beat into the spider verse with 52 to 47. That's what I said, right? No, you said into the spider world. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, and then as we said last week with 44 votes, parasite washed Wolf of Wall Street wasn't even close. Uh, Parasite has kind of a recency effect with it. I think Parasite's going to win. Um, going to win this one this week, uh, pretty easily. No, maybe not easily, but I do think it's going to win. Uh, it's winning right now. Um, but it is Parasite versus Social Network, which is kind of insane because it's a movie from 2010 versus a movie from 2019 that are battling it out. So it's literally the beginning and the end of the decade. Um, but yeah, uh, if for you guys who don't know, which is everyone because we haven't announced it, we are actually going to be doing a review coming up soon of The Social Network because it made it to this point. Um, we've already done a review of Parasite. You can go check out one of our last podcasts to go check that out. Um, but yeah, I just want to, you know, personally, I just want to thank everyone who's been voting. Um, the last vote, getting almost up to 90 votes was huge. It, you know, this is something that's a lot of fun. And I, you know, I personally think it has worked out pretty well. And this is something we could definitely do more for in the future. Um, and so I just want to thank everyone for going in and voting and, you know, sharing it and, you know, doing all that good stuff. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's been pretty awesome. And like um, like Jacob and I said, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, March Madness is right around the corner. I think we can get another nice little uh, contest together that we can probably announce on our next episode. I, I think that's something that we're going to do for sure. I don't know what exactly we'll have in mind, but stay tuned for that because I think that we can coincide March Madness with a little bit of some movie, um, some movie I... voting. So. I am pandering to the audience nonstop in the next one. <laughs> Nothing but. Not even. I'm going. Not even films you don't even like. You're just going to vote for every uh, three billboards is going to be up there. Shape of Water. It, you know, every Oscar film that was everything, loved. Everything Green Book. You're going to put Green Book in there. You're going to. Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to put in movies just to say, hey. You like this, vote for it. <laughs> exactly. That is hilarious. The perfect segue and transition, I don't that wasn't really a perfect segue or transition, but we're gonna talk about our top five Jim Carrey movies. What we do here is Jacob will talk about one, I will talk about one, and we'll get up to number one. So, Jacob, go ahead and kick us off with your number five Jim Carrey film. So So this is hard. Um it was it was a last second decision, and it's really only based off nostalgia factor. Uh, it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, um, all the way back in two thousand. Oh my god! My so number five Jim Carrey movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I knew it! I knew it! I think his his performance in this movie. I mean, I wouldn't say it's Oscar worthy, but it's definitely this is definitely what probably what the Golden Globes look for. Um, I think it's one of the best kind of live action retellings. I think it's the best live action or animated retelling of a Dr. Seuss movie that I've seen uh, personally. 
um, he was so charismatic and so wonderful in this, you know, in this lead. And I just think the film works so well. It's it's such a staple for, you know, for the holiday season for a lot of people I know. For me personally, um, I love it so much. It was, uh, you know, it's something I got instantly on VHS back then. And, um, yeah, it's great. Looking back through, through you know, the, looking back through all the um, – all the people who are in it blows my mind, though. You know, Bryce Dallas Howard, Anthony Hopkins, uh, directed by Ron Howard. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything more to say about that. My number five is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was that was my number five as well. Um, I think that he's just cheating now, which will transition into my number four, which is The Mask. My Jim Carrey top five is not necessarily per se what I think his top five best performances is. We're given our top five favorite films of Jim Carrey's. And when I grew up, I grew up on this film and a couple other ones that I will mention here in a little bit. But I've watched this film so much. It is such truly a fantastic, funny film that has had replay value for, I don't even know how long it's been out, probably 15, 20 years now. I love this film. Jim Carrey is truly phenomenal as the mask, without the mask on. It's a, it was a great role. Cameron Diaz was phenomenal in the film as well. Um, I think this is like one of the roles that kind of, it, it kind of put her on the map per se. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the mask. Oh, which it, sucks. You know, I just, it was just hilarious. Um, it was very funny. It was very quirky. It was very different. It was definitely, definitely, definitely different. And uh, I truly loved that film a whole lot. Uh, Jacob, what is your number four? So before you reminded me that The Grinch was a Jim Carrey movie, The Mask was my number five, but I took it off. And funny story, The Mask now kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Because I remember when I was younger, standing outside the movie theater, a line around the street waiting for Son of the Mask. And just remember it being one of the absolute worst theater films I've ever seen. One of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. And so The Mask for me kind of – there's a bad taste in my mouth of me waiting outside in the cold for an hour just to get inside to go see that movie. Um but my number four is actually the film that kind of made Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, and that is Ace Ventura, Peck Detective. Um, this film, it's it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, you know, his performance, I think this is the film where I think if you translated this movie into today's day, I don't think it does as well with a lot of today's type of audience but me growing up with it i absolutely loved it um i love jim carrey's performance uh the whole you know i watched this and i'm stealing this from ricky a little bit but i watched this when i was younger and i was you know just getting into sports and everything and tying in the whole sports aspect with it it was it was just awesome it was so much fun just to watch what is your number three are you not going to give your number four? I already gave my number four. It was The Mask. Oh, I'm dumb. Uh, my number three is Man on the Moon. Um, I think he played uh, Andy Kaufman just 
beautifully. Um, I think this, you know, the last like 30 minutes of this movie might be the most heartfelt 30 minutes of his entire career. Um, I think, you know, going back and watching the documentary that was done over this movie is something else in and of itself. It's just absolutely just breathtaking to see how how much he actually put into it and how how serious he was about this role um you know playing andy kaufman tony clifton it was this is one where when i started actually getting into watching films that i would watch and it was so funny and so just touching and heartfelt this is the first movie where i saw um because i watched this before i watched truman show where i saw that there was actually like a version of jim carrey that could pull on my heartstrings and i didn't know how to feel about it and i learned to embrace it and i absolutely love 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 that yeah uh my number three is actually the truman show um i really love this film a whole lot um it's one of my favorite performances of his as a collective whole i just i love the idea of this film um, it was something that was, it was very fresh and very unique at its time. And it was something that, you know, you saw a man, you know, just his whole entire life just turns into this big reality TV show. And we're talking 1998, guys. You know what I mean? Like, reality TV really hadn't even begun to think about what his its peak was and, and you know we got shows today that have been on you know the air for 20 years and it's like to think this was 22 years ago it, it's pretty uh incredible to think about um this is phenomenal phenomenal you know filmmaking at its whole i mean it got nom peter weir got director you know got best director nomination for this ed harris was phenomenal in this as well um, I, I just love this film. I love it a whole lot. It's it's one of my all time favorites of his, and and that'll transition into my number two, which I mentioned earlier, which is the Cable Guy. Um, watching the Cable Guy and thinking about that film, there's there's a few things that you forget about when you think about the Cable Guy. Okay, one you forget that Ben Stiller directed this film. It's it's kind of funny to understand that not a whole lot of people know that like or think about that when they think about um, this film as a collective whole. If you think back in time, it, it was not you know Ben Stiller wasn't as Ben Stiller is today. You know what I'm saying? It's 1996. You know Stiller was around obviously, but it's kind of funny to think back about this. But the, the cast is. It's pretty insane to think about as well. Obviously, um, Ben was in the film, but Jack Black's in the film. Leslie Mann's in the film. Matthew Broderick, who Matthew Broderick was hilarious, hilarious um, in this in this movie as well. Uh, David Cross was in it. Owen Wilson was in it. There was just a loaded um, talent level that is crazy to think about as a collective whole. I love this film. It's weird. It's crazy. It's creepy. It, it's one of those films that you laugh, you get creeped out, you laugh again, and just... Jim Carrey gives one of the strangest but most haunting performances I think you will ever see. 
um, out of somebody like him in his nature. Um, I love this film a lot. I don't think it gets nearly as enough credit as it should. Um, Jacob? Um, so, number two. Okay. So, number two is probably one of my, if not my favorite, romantic comedy film of all time. I think it's the best romantic comedy film of all time. And if it wasn't for my personal love of the number one film, um, it would be my number one. But that is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, just this whole this whole movie, uh, Jim Carrey's just incredible performance. Um, the writing from Charlie Kaufman was so strange and weird. It was it was something to where like, you know, you watch this and you're like, this is something I wish could happen. And then it kind of shows you that there's so much bad that can come from it as well. Uh, Kate Winslet was great. You know, this is this is the second time, and I will explain the first time, but this is the second time where Jim Carrey was absolutely robbed of getting an Oscar nomination. But, yeah, I mean, just everything about this film, uh, the story, the performances, just everything was just so weird and beautiful, honestly. And that's the transition into your number one? My number one, uh, you talked about it, is The Truman Show. Um, The Truman Show is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I have the poster the actual like theatrical poster from 1998 hanging up on my wall. It's, you know, this, this movie, this is what really, I think started to change Jim Carrey's career. Um, you know, this is something where every year, whenever Oscars start coming around or whatever, whatever, this is something I keep going to knowing that he's one of two people who have ever been nominated and won for dramatic performance at the Golden Globes and not won the or not 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 won not even been nominated for the Oscar just blows my mind it's one of the biggest snubs that I can I can think of um but it's so it's so insane how timeless this film kind of is because now living in the day with you know smartphones and Twitter, Facebook, everything, everyone's living Truman's life, you know, in a sense. I mean, it's, of course, it's not live 24-7, but we're all living kind of under that, you know, microscopic lens of, you know, through, seeing through a camera. And so it's it's crazy to see how even back then it was something that kind of pulled on uh, pulled on something that is happening now. Um, it's like when Ricky said a couple of weeks ago that Parasite was his background. Truman shows mine. Um, the scene where he walks up to to the stairs, just that you know that sense of stepping out of the world you're living in. It's just the whole film. This is something I go to whenever I feel like I need something to kind of pick me back up. Um, it's just I love it. I love everything about it. He he gives one of my favorite just all around performances ever. Yeah, it truly is one of it's one of my favorite performances as well. It, it it's it's it, to me thinking back it's like man this man wasn't this man wasn't nominated for an Oscar. And back in those days it it was really there was a lot of hatred towards comedic actors. Um there still kind of is in, in some aspects, you know what I mean? 
back in those days, you got put in a bubble. You know what I mean? You got put in that box. You were like, you're gonna, you're a comedic actor, and that's it. Period. End of story. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sucks because you know he he gives a performance like this, but it seemed like all anyone could ever think about was in Ace Ventura when he talked out of his ass. You know, um, and I'm pretty sure he said something about that at a Golden Globe or thing. I mean, it actually like, you know, that's what that's another thing we say like, you know, Oscars don't like. Him not being nominated for an Oscar is not going to hurt Truman, the Truman Show's performance. But it, you know, it hurts people's kind of psyche um, to get to that point and to not get it. So, like, I mean, it's like you said, it's just something to where he's kind of put inside that bubble. And then he did it year after year. I mean, the Truman Show came out in 98. Man on the Moon came out in 99. He won the Golden Globe for that. And then. Eternal Sunshine came out in 2004, and he still couldn't get anything going. I agree 100%. My number one is Ace Ventura. Uh, this is one film I have never seen one more. F- I've never seen another film more than I have seen Ace Ventura. I have watched Ace Ventura probably, I'd say, 100 to 150 plus times in my life. Um, growing up, I was telling Jacob about this off the air. I was a big Dan Marino fan growing up as a kid. And obviously Dan Marino's in the film. I was a big Dolphins fan when I was a kid. And watching Marino play and stuff like that. So seeing him in this film kind of elevated it for me in levels that I would just throw this on the VCR. I I don't really know if you guys know what that is. But I threw the VCR (laughs) in the VCR and uh, I would just watch it over and over and over again. I just I love this film so much. And, And that's why it holds a special place in my heart because of... How many times I watched it as a kid? It was one of those first films that I loved that I could laugh and genuinely enjoy and just escape all the world's problems just by doing this. So easily my number one is Ace Ventura, uh, Pet Detective. Uh, Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Music City Drive. And do us a favor, head on over to NashvilleNoise.com. Also, give Cody a follow on Twitter, at Cody Howell. Give our show sponsor, uh, Geek Vibes Nation, head on over to their website. These guys pump out content consistently, and I love what they do. Head on over to geekvibesnation.com. Give um, them a follow on Twitter as well, at Geek Vibes Nation. Give Jacob a follow, at MCDI underscore uh, Jacob. Give myself a follow at Ricky Blair underscore. Give the show a follow at MCDI Pod. As always, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. And drive safe.